the Echo Sport Podcast in association with O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. Kitchens, wardrobes, stores and floors we supply to your design. Visit osbgroup.ie or in branch at Holly Hill and Toker. Hi, I'm Eamon Murphy and welcome to the Echo Sport Podcast in association with our friends from O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. I'm joined here this morning by Barry O'Mani and Jack McKay. We had an epic weekend of hurling again. The most exciting weekend we've had so far, which is saying something because there's been terrific action in recent weeks. The weather was brilliant. The crowds were huge. There were massive upsets, loads of drama. Barry, there you were at the game that, as it turned out, was the biggest talking point of the weekend, which no one predicted beforehand. Incredible stuff. Uh, Bishop Sound beating Glen Rovers by two points in the in the Premier Senior Hurling Championship. Massive result for, for Bishop Sound. No one saw her coming. No one. Um, like I think we all predicted Bishop Sound to, to get relegated like at the start of the season. And this was um, kind of like Leicester winning the Premier League type stuff, wasn't <laughs> it? Like no <laughs> one saw Bishop Sound anything other than going down, let alone winning that match. Yeah, like and especially after they, they suffered two heavy defeats to uh, to Milton and Blackrock. It was incredible. Like and it, it was no fluke. They fully deserved the win. They were incredible. Um, but like after they lost the, the Blackrock um, game three weeks ago, um, they lost that game actually two thirty three to ten points, and they changed management um, a few days after. And Martin Hayes uh, came in as manager with with, with um, his selectors, like, and they were they were just a team transformed on, on Sunday. It was incredible, and um, like I saw a lot of bishops on this year in, in the league, and I can. I didn't recognise them yesterday. And they struggled in Division 2 in the league, didn't they? I mean, you yeah, they, got, they got relegated. They got relegated in the league and um, I didn't recognise the, the team yesterday and they were more or less the same group of players, really. Um, and they hurled it like a county final, effectively. Did they very? Was that what, what we were looking at here? Absolutely. Like every ball. Every ball. Like every time the, a Glen player had the ball, there was two or three Bishop players around the Glen players. It was incredible stuff and like they, like they kept it going right to the very end, which was probably surprising, really. And, and, um, but like the, the Glen players just didn't fire like Patrick Organ as usual was, was the main man but other than that they they struggled really um, and um, yeah, they probably struggled to get up for it the same way Bishopstone did in that I suppose Glenn were looking at hoping to, to win a county at the start of the year Bishopstone realistically weren't it would have been to avoid relegation or to compete as well as they could in a very hard group they were drawn in the hardest group so I suppose there was your difference in dynamic I suppose but still like God you know I, w- I was keeping <laughs> the updates on Twitter for that game and I was thinking a few times the Glen the were five points up once they just thought they'd pull away yeah they were five points up but like even when they went up five points on, on Sunday like uh, I, I never like personally I, d- I never thought like the Glen w- would push on and win the game it was just that that, that, ton- that kind of game like Bishop just stuck with the Glen and um, I, like they got 1-1 one, one, like w- when they were down five points they got 1-1 one, one Bishop Sound and they bring back to a point and um, like that was crucial I suppose but like um, no they just stuck at it and like Carl Fitzpatrick, the goalkeeper, like incredible stuff, like four long range frees right at the end um, to, to, to win the game for Bishop Sound, to, to win by two points. Like, and they weren't uh, straight in front of goal, like they were in his own half, and uh, incredible. And like, you know, after to face Cantor in a relegation final, that would be a very difficult match. Yeah, so like, uh, like that's a 50 50 game, like, isn't it? The Glen, they were a very experienced team, um, like they've been in county finals, but like a relegation final is different. Uh, Different animal, different type of pressure, and um, and their neighbours in the Pierce went down last year. You, you know, yeah. in similar circumstances, like so, it isn't easy to win these games. Like it's a fifty-fifty game. Yeah, I would say that. Like in, in the Glen, yeah, like they've a lot of scratching to do. I'd say this week, and a lot of uh, problems to uh, to solve. And for for Richie Kelly, is Cantor have the football 
you know, they, they, they've won a couple of matches and had to play Knock McGreen coming up the weekend. So maybe if they've got the distraction of the knockout stages of senior football, might play into the game. Maybe, maybe so, but look, it's, it's all in the day. And yeah. Sti- still hard it's to call. Day, yeah. And Jack, there was, I suppose, if you want drama, you, you got plenty of drama in the senior A grade when you had a, a last second goal for uh, Killa to get through on scoring difference. Yeah. The draw did them. Yeah, the, the draw did it, but it was it was a phenomenal game. Um, from start to finish, both teams were going at it. It was a it was a real championship dogfight, like and and the two of them were both were both good on the day, but I think Killa just about deserved it. Um, it was Podrick O'Brien who stepped up at the end, um, getting the goal after Dylan McCarthy dropped the free in. But like the celebrations from the Killa sideline and the players, and and again after the game, you could see how much it meant to them and. And they were they were full value for the money. And that was a tough group again, wasn't it? In Iscara, newly promoted, they're in the relegation final. They were right, they were they were never expected to get out of the group. But like you had Piercing, Killa, Bright Rovers, three teams. You could say any of the three of them could be there in the county final. Yeah, last minute yeah. standing. So what one club, one big club, or one decent team was going to be eliminated? Yeah, that, that was it was the Piercing for them. That was the thing. It was it was always going to be tough for for the three of them. But I think Killa definitely surprised a lot of people. They would have probably been the third choice in that group. But I suppose it's just the the quality that they have coming through and their their never give up attitude. It really stood to them on the day. They worked so hard and and they really they really took it to Napierschig. And I think that the Northsiders really just didn't didn't have an answer after Killy equalised. They didn't look like they were going to go and score and and they didn't. So I suppose when you when you've scored three points in a row to go ahead as Piercig did coming down the stretch there, you know they looked like they'd done enough. They probably just it was a sucker punch to concede that goal. Later yeah, on. but but still at the same time, if they got one more point, they'd be true. They'd have won the game. Yeah, that's it exactly. And I think it's it's it is it is a surprise to see them out in the group stage. But I suppose they they have they have struggled this year. Um, and they they are lacking in firepower. But um, I think I think Killa were just just about the better side. And Killa's underage. I mean, you mentioned there that they they've got a good good. You know, spread and balance in their team, but they've put fierce effort into underage in recent years. They were in a Premier Two final last year at minor. They were in the under fifteen Premier One semi final this year. Uh, Cormac Dean, a familiar name for Killa, but he he's a standout player for them at under fifteen. I've seen him him play; he's excellent. Um, and they're just putting huge work in, and they're keeping guys playing, and they're fielding teams at Malta. They're fielding three adult hurling teams all the time, junior age, four actually, four. Whoa. Total, yeah, that's incredible. Going yeah. like for uh, not saying. You know, Killa's the middle of nowhere, but it's still a village. It's yeah, still a rural exactly, area, yeah. and the border water for there, and they're feeling four teams. That's like that's incredible, guys. Yeah, they, they are they are doing someone to work, and I think you know this year they've got like Brian McCarthy was saying it to me himself after the game. They have a good balance of youth and experience, but I think their their standout player this year has to have been Dylan McCarthy so far. He's just his free taking is incredible. He can judge the distance, the wind, everything perfectly, and his accuracy has no doubt been. The huge factor for him. It has been a huge factor. And he's a young fella just out of minor. Yeah, minor yeah, team and he's still so fight. young. There's there's so much room for him to continue improving. But like against Bright Rovers, they were there because of his freeze, you know. And against Napierschig again, his freeze made such a massive difference. And it, and it is it isn't just his freeze, but like you know, freeze are an important part of the game. And there is a lot of skill involved, especially when you see free takers like Dylan McCarthy who can put it over from almost anywhere in the pitch. I think he's missed two frees in the the group stage so far. One against Bright Rovers, and I think it was just one against the Pierce. It could have been two, but and he scored every single one That's against. Incredible accuracy, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, a bit like Ben Cunningham over the weekend, lads got sixteen place balls and put every one of them over the yeah. bar, for, you know, for the bars in a, in a very important win. I suppose it qualifies them for a quarter final. And I always think with free taking is, you know, we only kind of think free taking is an issue when lads start missing. It's almost taken for granted now how straightforward it is, and there is pressure. And as you said, you have to judge the wind different angles. It's it's an incredible skill. 
you know we like to see scores from play more than free taking but but it's worth it's worth mentioning barry the, the grade below senior a had i suppose it was the tightest grade probably of them all in that you had two clubs including your own unfortunately your own but two clubs who won two games in the group stages and didn't get out yeah, look, it's, it's it's very tough. Um on AO like after after two brilliant uh, comeback wins um over over Valley Overs and, and Cow Glyne. Um and you know they lost to Valley Martel by, by a goal on, on, on Sunday, uh, two fourteen to seventeen points and they'll be very disappointed. Like, you know, they have made progress this season, you know, getting promoted from, from division three into division two for next year and you know, winning two games in the group stages, but you know, not to not to beat Barry Martel or not to get even get a point on Sunday to, to qualify, they'll be extremely yeah, it's disappointed. Tough. When you won two games, at especially the first um, two games, to then get pipped <laughs> at the at the end is is is, is a bitter pill to swallow, like, isn't it? Especially like when when Barry Martel went down to fourteen players after fifty one minutes. Um, you know, Jack Dwyer got a got a second yellow, and you know, you, you would have thought maybe the momentum w- was with Aog and. And just then couldn't uh, find that score they needed, I suppose. That's championship for you. Like then they did a penalty late on, and unfortunately, O'Neill uh, wasn't able to convert. And you know, it's a huge disappointment for you. But look, a lot of those lads will be will be back training now on on Tuesday night and getting ready for the for the battle of Courtrud on on, oh on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, I suppose they so turn uh, around, turn around quickly. Uh, you know they have a lot of dual players across the the two co- panels, no doubt. Yeah, they have quite a lot. I think eight or nine. I think top of my head now. Um, there could be more, but um. Yeah, eight or nine starters, I think. Uh, that that's what I counted. Could be more, but um And then there was the opposite yeah. scenario scenario for Balancholic Dungorney just missing out. Um and Balancholic ended up topping the group, so basically Dungorney Castellanes and, and Balancholic all ended up having yeah. two wins each, banding into the relegation final as as we suspected there yeah. after after their first round defeat to Castellanes. So it was quite a turnaround. You you kept backing Balancholic anyway, yeah. even when, <laughs> when, when when the rest of us yeah. were wondering whether they'd blown their chance by losing to Dungorney on the first night. Yeah, I backed Balancholic last Monday and, you know, people were laugh at me and, um, you know, I, I knew they'd do it. I, I genuinely did and uh, and they most certainly delivered uh, winning by, by three points. It was an excellent game of, of, of hurling. I, I watched on uh, on Rebels Online. Um, it was a magnificent game of hurling. Great standard, like, for, for intermediate level and um, two outstanding teams and, you know, Balancholic just, just did enough to, to win the game and, to win by three points, which which was enough to to, to qualify, but uh, and end up taking top seed and getting straight <laughs> to the semi. It was a real bonus, <laughs> yeah, for them, wasn't it? Absolutely, you know, it's 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 brilliant for them to be in a semi final. It gives them a bit of a give a bit of a burrito, and you know, it's huge for Balancholic as well because you know they they failed to qualify out of the, the group stages the last two years. Um, like the last time they got out of the, the groups was 2020 when they lost to Blarney in the in the quarter final again. They probably, they <laughs> <won really. laughs> probably yeah, should have won, so yeah. So, um, they'll be delighted and uh. They look forward to, a, to, to the semi-final in a couple of weeks' time. And Castellanes will, will still be favourites to beat Ballymartin, I suppose, in that quarter-final. I know we'll be looking at those games now d- down the line, but they, they probably will be really, won't they, with you know, Cullen Barry and the, the Splan, you know. Anthony yeah. Splan was, was lethal the other day, and you've nailed Aaron. So they still have a good, strong team, like Anthony Plimpton. Castellanes, yeah, d- d- yeah, they will be favourites, but like, Ballymartin, I suppose they've gone another way, to a certain yeah, degree. Like they're uh, just down from the grade above. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, like, for, you know, we're talking about Ben and Colleague, and no other clubs, and no one's mentioning Ballymartin. And uh, like Joe Delaney is, is coaching them, um, former Boyd Rovers manager, and he trained Ballon Colleg uh, f- last year. And um, you know they got their tactics right against Aog, and you know they, they'll they'll be underdogs obviously against Castle Lines, but they'll they look really look forward to that game, and they'll have a they'll have a cut off. Uh, and and North the big Hollandstein. shock in that grade really, uh, you know, Ballon Colleg had had a, had a chance once they beat Castle Lines in qualifying, despite that early defeat. It was Ballon Hassig not to go through? I, <laughs> I, I'm absolutely shocked by that. I, I they were my tip. Win the county, I think I'd be leaning towards them with their 
the good young players and their experience and their tradition. And in fairness to Kilworth, they slipped, if you're not talking about under the radar, Kilworth just slipped <laughs> away under the radar. Massive performance, three goals in the first half. And they're true to a quarterfinal now against Valley Rovers that they'll probably say they have a great chance of winning. Yeah, like uh, I Balhasic, uh, uh, you know, is my favourite to, to, to win the county, and um, yeah, it's a it's a big shock. Like the last to Kilworth on Sunday, three fifteen to two fifteen, and it's amazing. Like it's uh, it's absolutely amazing, and uh, they'll be devastated out in Balhasic, but you know, fair play to Kilworth, um, magnificent stuff really. Uh, Michael Sheehan was the four, uh, you know, against against Balhasic, and um, magnificent. Like you know, Sheehan got one eight five frees, which was which was crucial for them, and you know, in the win over Balhasic, so. Um, you know, into the quarter final, you know, and and they'll really look forward to that now. Um, but you know, for Van Hasek, you know, you know, <laughs> back to the drawing board, I suppose. But you know, they had a great league campaign, and they were unbeaten the first two games, and yeah, they, they were ticking you know, all the boxes. Like they were. They I went were. out to that game against Castle Martyr, and you know, they were they were very very good. Castle Martyr now are two as a seed, the other seed. <laughs> And and Balnasa Garouk, like uh, you know, certainly wasn't you know thinking it would go down that road. I suppose Castle Martyr weathered the storm. They were missing Kieran Joyce for one round, and he's back now. And they got to the county final last year. They probably should have won it both days against Inniscarra. So they probably fancy their chances. But that's it's, it's still open enough that comp- competition, isn't it? Well, it's wide open. Yeah, it's wide yeah, open. Yeah, but anyone um, left will probably fancy their chances. Those are six teams, I'd say. Yeah, yeah to be a great into be, be a great into the championship. I, and I, I suppose look, going back up to the top ranks, we, we look maybe for for a couple of options for team of the week. Jack, you're, you're a proud Middleton man. It, whatever team of the week, I think you can really put Middleton down as club of the week in that they're intermediate A semi-final as a seed and then they grab that top seed by beating Black Rock yesterday, even without Conor Lehan, uh, to be the premier senior team sitting there waiting for, for the rest of the the quarterfinals to, to shake down. Serious going, isn't it? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Dennis isn't here for me to um, uh, give him abuse over it, but he refused to put Middleton in his power rankings after they beat the Glen. And he had a second um, chance. And he, 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 he had, yeah, a he had the second chance to, to change it after didn't. after the Glen game, and he didn't. Um, and they showed why they should be in there um, on, on Sunday. Um, you know, what a performance uh, to do it without, as you said, Connolly Han, but also without Sam Quirk and Ross O'Regan, who have been starters all the way through. It's 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 really impressive. Um and Blackrock were up for it. They weren't. They weren't bad at all. It was. It was a really close game for most of the way through. It was only really early in the second half where Middleton pushed on again. They they pulled away. They got. I think it was seven scores in a row. And I don't think Blackrock scored for eleven minutes in the second half. And that's what made the difference. Um, th- the Rockies did come good towards the end again, but they they kind of just they couldn't hit their scores. And when Middleton struggled for wides as well. It, it made no difference because the the, the Magpies yeah, had both both teams would have would have liked to get the top seed. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, we'll see how the the season pans out to decide whether it was a good thing or a bad thing. But at the end of the day, you're through to the quarter. You know, you've bypassed the quarter final. You, you know, by winning that game yesterday, you, you're now two wins away from a county title. So yeah. you can be sure Black Rock and Middleton were both. There was no holding back yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. There both was no incentive to do that. Both teams really wanted to win, and and you could see that they they fought hard for it. The the pressing and the intensity from both teams was just top class. They are both incredible sides, and they're both within a shout of the Sean Og Murphy Cup this year, and y- and you can see why. But obviously, they're going to have to contend with Sars and and the Bears, who've both been really strong as well so far. Yeah, and, and again, I suppose th- you know there's probably look Charleville did remarkably well because they had you know Dara Fitzgibbon injured. They lost a, a player to a red card playing against the wind in the second half. Beat Douglas, got out of the group, but Douglas are still there too. It's hard. Douglas and, and Charles will be the two big underdogs, I suppose. And no doubt the, the betting would, would go that way as well because they have neither of them have won the top level county. But the rest of the teams left it, you know, again, they, you know, they're all a couple of wins away from, from getting their hand, hands on the cup now. It's kind of what makes it so exciting f- from here on. Um, Bar- Barry, 
with I suppose the team of the week boys are going to be just jumping into Bishop's on there anyway. I haven't been there. It's it's hard to look past them, is it? Yeah, Bishop's on all the way, and um, you know they were just incredible, like <laughs> incredible, and you know. But to be fair, like like even the the couple of days before the g- the, the game, like you know, I, I did say to myself, like you know. Um, you know, with the change of management, like I, I thought that Bishop would, would give the Glen a game anyway. And they but have over the years; they've always know, given. The yeah. g- they wouldn't be falling um, down to the Glen by any stretch of the imagination. But, so. but did I think they'd win by two points? Absolutely uh, not. Um, incredible stuff. I know I'm repeating myself here, but it was unbelievable. And the celebrations after the game, um, like said, said it all. It had to be seen to be believed. Like, and I, I'm not exaggerating. It was in brilliant celebrations from the supporters and 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 the players and. Um, Huge, huge win in another season in 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 the top flight for for Bishop Sound, and it's a great achievement. And I suppose going down to the the, the lower grades, you know, can't argue with, with, with Bishop Sound or or Middleton's credentials there for Team of the Week. But like Ahabullock had a great win; they got straight into the intermediate A semi final. That that jumped out to me. And um, Barry Rowe, we've mentioned them a few times. You know, having had a disappointing year last year, they're in as one of the top seeds in Premier Junior. Um, you know, even the second teams there jumping out as well. Like like. Aaron's own. No, there was pretty pretty dramatic stuff between Aaron's own and the Glen both got late points with their second teams and Argadine Rangers missed out by just one. So I think it was minus five or plus five, plus five and plus four and Argadine are, are, are gone out of the competition now. But in those lower grades, St. Catherine's are true to true as well. They won they won a humdinger of a game on Friday night that you were at, Jack. Um, yeah, and the East Cork team is there too, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of East Cork teams there in the latter stages there of the is, competition. But th- that game between Catherine's and Russell Rovers, it was it was really entertaining. Um, it, there was a good standard of hurling, and both sides were really up for the fight. Like you could, you could sense what it meant. The supporters were really, you know, rallying behind their team. That was a winner it takes all, Jack. It well, was a it? winner takes all. It was, it was, it was a brilliant game. Um, I thought Catrins were probably just a bit better. Um, like Russell Rovers were better in the first half, but um, kind of Catrins came good in the second half, and Russell Rovers weren't able to push on, you know, the way they had in the early stages. And, and St. Catrins yeah. had the experience of Dennis Walsh on the same yeah. game, former Cork manager and Tygo Murphy coaching them, so. Probably in the in the driving seat now for for that particular county, and you were at the Ahabulla School match as well. A brilliant win for a- for Ahabulla. Yeah, the school are still through, so both both teams yeah, are through there. it was a, it was a good game as well. Ahabulla won by a point, but um, I thought John Corkery, you know, he scored two four. He was outstanding for them. But Paul Ring as well. He only got two points from play, but he was he was just incredible. His passing, his movement, everything. He was a huge factor in Ahabulla's win. He was the creator of pretty much every chance they had, and definitely I probably give him man of the match for that performance and, and, and better known as a Cork footballer obviously he's played senior football you know, played yeah. against Kerry in championship in recent years and won an under 20 All-Ireland but a serious hurler too and had yeah, that bit of hardness absolutely. no doubt because he's a tough 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 cornerback so I'm sure he's just as tough when he's playing up in the forward line Speaking of cornerbacks um, I thought Jerome Corkery as well was outstanding he made some great blocks and some brilliant tackling as well and cornerbacks don't always get the, the shout they should I suppose Barry we're all looking at mm-hmm. that, uh, the, the score sheets acro- across the board there Um you know, defensively wise, I suppose for for Ballincollig, I thought yesterday David O'Sullivan had had a very good game in the in the back line for them against Castellanes. I thought he stood out. He's you know converted to wing back would have been a forward all his life, and I think he's popped up with scores, playing some great stuff all the way through. Conor O'Leary, Ballincollig centre back as well. They're two guys. Colin Moore, of a terrific fullback. So it's good to give the old defenders yeah. a bit of a bit of credit as well. Yeah, like I, I've been very impressed by by David O'Sullivan. Um, like I covered a lot of Ballincollig games uh, this year in the, in the Division Two league. And like he was one player like uh, that stood out for me, and um, you know I actually picked him out as a you know a player to watch it you know uh, a couple of weeks ago on the, on the podcast, and like he's you know he's a, he's a great young lad, a very passionate Ballincollig, and you know he played very well on Sunday against against Castlein, so um, you know huge win for Ballincollig, and um, like you know 
they'd have been delighted with the, you know, the defensive work as well. Um, yeah, the old cliche is the hooking, the tackling. Yeah, the yeah these, that, was in, that was in full floor. about modern Ireland, but they're, they're vital. Like. Um, that was in full floor on, on, on Sunday. Um, just to move down to the, the, the Premier Junior grade, like Bowie was 2-12 to one thirteen win over Milford on, on, on Friday night in coach, but it was a game I covered. Like, it wasn't a classic but like it was just it, it was very exciting stuff and um it was a, there was a lot on the line um Bowie were true to the semi final and uh you know even though Milford lost the game they've avoided a relegation playoff and you know they were, they were delighted with that um after the after the game so you know a huge a huge win for 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 Bowie Roar. um like they're true to the semi final and like they've won all three group games nice um, momentum now in and like d- they've had a very difficult few years, um, like they were, they weren't able to buy win there for a couple of years. So to win three group games, it was tied very well, in fairness very well, yeah. And like Milford uh, beat Bowie in Coachwood last year, in, you know, in the championship. So um, they were both that result Bowie O, and they'll be delighted into into last for the Premier Junior um, for the first time. And like last time they, they reached the semi final of, of the county was two thousand and uh, ten in the intermediate hurling grade when they when they lost to Billy Gavin and. Um, yeah, Barry Gavin actually um, got to the f- yeah they lost to Kilbritton in the final. So they're 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 back with a bang now. And we've mentioned a few names there for for Player of the Week and you know, the Bishopstone goalkeeper Carl Fitzpatrick definitely was was someone you've mentioned. He, he he's in with a big shout there, isn't he? A big, a big shout indeed. Yeah, he got four frees and he made a great save in the first half. Um, like Brian Murray at centre forward for Bishopstone. You know he's been around the block for a while and. You know, I, I actually uh, saw him after the game uh, on the pitch and he, he was delighted. And, um, he's been a great, great player. Great, great servant. And Thomas Small, the Murrays have been terrific yeah. servants to Bishopstone. Great servant for, for Bishopstone, uh, Brian Murray. And his brother, yeah, Thomas. But Brian Murray got six points, like, from play. Brilliant. But I'm going to give it to Carl Fitzpatrick, the goalkeeper. Four frees. And, like, they won't tap over, as I mentioned earlier, to a long range in his own half. And like I said, there's one free. I'd say it is <laughs> to still moving. I'd say like uh, yeah. Uh, one one name that jumped out to me just look, looking through over the weekend, lads, was Charlie Lyons, who scored one two for Valley Rovers. They secured their place obviously in the quarter final with a win over Card Lane. But he's doubling up at the moment, playing soccer with Cove Ramblers and playing uh, hurling with Valley Rovers. That that that's fair going. I know Jack, you cover a lot of uh, Cove Ramblers games as well uh, as GA. It's it's incredible stuff to be able to try and juggle the two codes of whatever football and hurling but but soccer and hurling it's amazing yeah it's it's a strange enough combination all right but um like and when i noticed the first it was the the opening game and he scored i think it was again one one or one two or something and he, he's he's performing for them and, and he's doing a great job as well with cove this year and um, they've been playing it obviously in the the first division as well so yeah a, a brilliant balancing act and what about from the games you were at over the weekend any any standout performers i know we've mentioned obviously with the, the Corkeries anyway, th- for, for Ahab Bullock and Paul Ring. but Yeah, I, I'd say Padraig O'Brien anyway is definitely a name that, that has to be up there. Um, he was outstanding for Killa, even aside from the, the goal at the end. But also uh, Shaney Smith from Middleton. Uh, he's been outstanding all year in the league and in championship playing at cornerback. And he was marking Robbie Cotter, who had, I think it was 3-8 from play in across the games against Bishopstown and Glen. And he held him to only one shot in the entire game and it went wide, so... He was outstanding. Um, yeah, and Shane Smith was, you know, was a Cork minor on Cork 21, but I suppose he's really developed into a top, top level cornerback. Might, might be a guy that Pat Ryan possibly will have a look at, yeah. depending how the rest of the season goes. Definitely, it, it's possible. I mean, he's he's got pace, he's got strength, and, and he's he seems to be really good at, at isolating a player and taking him out the game. But I, I think he'll definitely be 
he'll have to be looked at anyway. Um, we'll see how it goes anyway for him. And and I suppose Carl Fitzpatrick probably by virtue of this being taken over by Bishop Stone this morning <laughs> of the podcast, they deserve their moment. So I think I think uh, there can't be too many arguments with Carl Fitzpatrick getting the nod there. I suppose upset of the week as well. We've gone through them all really already. Um, but Bishop Stone's win over the Glen was one of the, one of the shots of the season. But I do think Kilworth beating Balnasek was up there too because I don't, don't you know Kilworth weren't in the conversation whatsoever to. To, to be featuring the latter stage of the championship and Balhasek were one of the favourites. That was definitely definitely a bit of an upset. And I suppose in some quarters, Jack, Killy getting through past Piercig would be an upset simply because of Piercig's tradition and you know the, the sideline with the likes of John Gardner and Sean Ogohalpine on it. But as you already pointed out, you can't really argue with Killy's yeah, ability and what they've shown all season. Absolutely. And another contender as well for um, uh, Player of the Week would, would be Aaron Myers for Sars. He, he was outstanding for them. Um, he's one we forgot to mention. Yeah, he did a great game. I think, I think he finished with two ten, and at the very yeah. very last puck of the game, he nearly nearly sealed his hat trick. And of course, Jamie Collin was particularly in the first half there for 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 Newtown was excellent. I think he got one three or four from play and led the line brilliantly. And and the Sars have a good good defense. They adjusted their approach in the second half simply to take him out of the game. Um, and I think Jamie was a club all star last year when they got to the semi final. But he's actually been just as good in the three group games. Unfortunately for Newtown, their season ends. You know, as across all the the grades four clubs are now kind of out of action. Everyone's relieved to avoid the relegation, but it's kind of a funny feeling, I'm sure, in some places when it's winding down. Uh, we'll have a quick look now ahead to next weekend's action, Barry. Um, this is where me and you go head to head, Ballincollig and um, Airog in Coachford next Sunday afternoon. I think you're already calling it the Battle of Battle of Coachford, is it? <laughs> the um, Battle of Coachford, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we'll see how that goes. But look, that, that's, that's, I suppose, the standout game next weekend simply because the clubs haven't met very often in Championship and because it's kind of winner takes all. Bar with the slight caveat that a rogue can draw like Killer did with Piercing and go through, which in a football game, which is likely to be tight, could well be the case. There'll, there'll be fierce interest in that game now all week, won't there? Ah, sure, there will. Sure. Say, oh, Balancholic, you know, I know they haven't uh, met regularly, you know, uh, in hurling of football and um, you know, in, in league or championship games like this is uh, the first. But the underage has uh, built that rivalry. The underage has built up that rivalry. Yeah, um, higher grades and Premier One, Premier Two all the time in the in hurling of football. But he, you know, there's been some great battles at under two level over the years, and um, like this is the first time the, the sides will meet now in in the football championship game between the f- two first teams. Um, like it, it only seemed like yesterday, like the the hurlers met over over in quarter in 2017. Um, like it was a cracking game. That was a county semi-final. County semi-final. Yeah. AO won by two points and it, there was some crowd there that day and I'd expect a bump crowd to be in court on Sunday but it'll be a magnificent game and you know even when the draws came out last December there's been a... There's been there was a countdown <laughs> to that. <laughs> a countdown, yeah. And the fact it's the last group game I suppose adds a bit of extra excitement to it doesn't it? Yeah, sure. It's, it's, it's winner takes all but um, I know AO you know, only need a point but I don't think they'll be packing the bus like... Um, and on Sunday, oh, um, I suppose if you're if you're a betting man, a draw wouldn't be, th- th- you know, it wouldn't be a bad thing to get behind because you know it is going to be tight. I know you're saying they're not going to park the bus, but I mean it'll probably be cagey enough initially. Like and the weather might, we've had fabulous weather at the weekend for the hurling. I think that added to the crowds and added to the atmosphere. You know, we don't know. Hopefully, the weather will hold up. It's good for the week, but you know, if it ends up being a bit of a damp day, slippy day, tense day, you know, you, c- you could see a game here where it's ten points apiece, couldn't you? Yeah. yeah. No, I was looking at the long range forecast this morning, and you know, fingers crossed. Right, you know, I think it'll be okay. And so we'll uh, fast free flowing football. <laughs> we, 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 we wish. Bring, bring the sun cream. We wish. And what, what about in the other the other Premier Senior games? There, there's a bit. Of, I know there are some teams are look at the Bears and and Nemo look like they're you know. They're 
they're the, the teams to, to beat again but that old West Cork group with all the teams necklaced together there's plenty at stake down there too isn't it yeah like Eogan yeah, Banley Colleague is, is the biggest game this weekend without a doubt but um, Clan and uh, the Haven are, are meeting in a huge game um, yeah, you know, wrestle no doubt yeah um, like the Clan and Haven they're they're level on, on three points apiece and um, like Ross are playing uh, Cabo Rangers are playing Valley Rovers I should say um, so Ross have to win that game and uh, and hope there's a there's a winner in you know in the, in, in the other ta- in the other game. So, so it's um, finally poised across that whole group, really. It's, it's finally poised, and like would be we just mentioned, Aogun Benacolleg, like Nemo True, and Aogun Benacolleg, you know, it's like probably just trying to avoid the relegation thing. It's a tough one, isn't it? They're in the relegation in hurling, and yeah. you know we, we were saying beforehand they could they could maybe slip out of that group ahead of Aogun and and, and Colleg, depending on how it panned out. And they've played well in the two games, really. But they they, they have a knock, some beating the Glen on on, on Sunday. You know, no one uh, would have. Uh, expected that so and you are you know Nemo aren't playing for you know they've got their two wins they're going through yeah you know they, and they've beat the two teams who can finish level with them in the group so they've topped the group yeah no they'll want to book a, a semi-final spot like true, which, 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 which would be important but um like i wouldn't write caroline are completely they have to go for it it's it's they have nothing to lose and uh, yeah um so you know moving on into um group c another huge game um another local derby st finbars are playing douglas um and Mallow are playing St Michael's and like the Bows are top w- w- with four points, um they're pr- pretty much true really and their points differences helps them as well. Um Mallow and Douglas are, are joined second on, on on two points apiece and uh, you know and and, and St Michael's are, are bottom so um another club who you know they've coped they've actually played pretty well in the two games but 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 they haven't got a win you know it's a tough enough group so uh, w- you know you Mallow if they beat St Michael's they're true but at the same time. You know, you'd say Michael's have a good chance there, wouldn't they? Maybe you know, finishing off on, on a win and again avoiding a relegation playoff. They certainly don't want to go back down, having just come up. And again, like we've been talking about, Calgary, they've been unlucky. Like say, Michael has been very unlucky in the two games, and injuries haven't helped them either. Like they've been. And they play some good football, um, haven't they? they? They play an attractive brand of football, like a high tempo brand. Yeah, of football. like they like were unlucky to, to lose to, to Douglas in the in, in the first round, and in the, the second game against the Bows, I suppose they did well for about say twenty twenty five minutes, and the Bows kind of got their act together, but. Um, that's a very interesting game, and like like Douglas have to have to beat the Bows really to you know to have a chance um, of qualifying. Yeah, so it's not going to be easy for it's them. It's not going to be easy. And, and looking down through the other gra- gra- grades, very senior A, there's that's probably the the competition where they're the greatest number of contenders, shall we say, and probably the the best matches. I think looking at the lineups for the weekend, there's so many good games. In oh, so many games, like yeah. it's it's a it's a, mi- it's a minefield. It really is like so many good teams. Uh, like can talk of playing Knocknagui in a in a, a, a local derby. Um, uh, you know, on, on on Sunday, that's a that's a big one. Um, like even though Kentuck won four points, like they can still be eliminated. Um, if they lose, and if, yeah, if they lose, and the and opinion others also, yeah, um, like Nakuru or or second with O'Donovan Mass, and I suppose like look, Nakuru just just have to win. I suppose, and, and then you know they're true. Um, O'Donovan Mass are playing for my who are without any points. Um, so yeah, that that's. That's uh, that's will be favourites there, but again, it's another thing where for a while we're trying to avoid a rele- relegation playoff. They managed it in hurling, so yeah. So you, you know they'll uh, they'll be all out uh, in on that particular game in in you know in in, in Group B again. Wider hope and uh, Newmarket and and Ballingary are are joined top on three points. Clyde or or Todd, you know, with, with two points and and Kish came a bottom with with no points and um like Newmarket are playing uh, Clyde. And Ballingary are, are playing a uh, Kish game, so that's that, that's a fa- fascinating group, really. Um, like Clyde have have have, you know, they have 
struggle, I suppose. I know they won the last game against Kish came, but they've they've struggled in general this re- this season. In, you know, in, in the league, in, in the, the league and championship. Yeah. I so think they've Conor Carver up the top, so that's that's what they're hinging a lot on it. And Fadi Kazan will have a who will have a busy. I mean, how's he going to balance that one up? <laughs> he's he's on duty for a rogue <laughs> and still plays for Clyde. I'm not sure <laughs> that's going to work out. Yeah, so uh, but l- you know, new Marquette will be will be fancy to to win that game, and uh, you'd expect Ballingary to to join them as well in the n- in the knockout stages. Um, you know, in in Group C, you have uh, you know Donnie's or True. They've been flying, haven't they? They've yeah, been flying it, yeah. 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 They're they're True, and uh, you know they're they're playing uh, Ireland Rovers who are, who are bottom and trying to avoid the relegation. Trying to avoid again, so relegation keeps it, keeps it interesting. So that means it's a, a straight shootout between Bishopstown and Newcastle who were relegated from the top flight last season. Winner goes through. Winner goes through, um, basically. And um, and so, uh, looking below that grade, then are there a couple of standout games? Uh, there is. Well, you're going to the best one. You you you, you picked this. You lined this one <laughs> off for yourself. This <laughs> one sounds like a good one. <laughs> yeah, I'm heading to uh, Carrigadrogheda on Saturday evening. A massive game between Ivalley and uh, and Neverborn, basically. Is a winner takes all game. Now you know I believe we have um, a, a better scoring difference by just a single point, so a draw would w- w- we'll do them. But um, it's basically a winner takes all. It should be uh, a fasc- fascinating game in Calgary. Must be derby. Must be derby. Um, yeah. West must be derby, <laughs> making it even even livelier. <laughs> yeah, it should be. Uh, should and be two interesting. Of the stronger teams in Premier League. Bantry have been a standout team, haven't they? And, you know, and they're in the, the, the same group, but they're playing McCroom, and they're they're basically you know one of the. Suppose teams to beat, and it'll be interested to see if they can just power on now and grab a top seed, and they probably will. I think, yeah, like they're true, like and 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 McCroom are, are bottom without any points, and you know McCroom have to win. Sim- you know, simple as they have to win to avoid a relegation playoff, and um, you know I've seen them in the Tom Queen Cup there recently, and you know they have a lot of problems to solve ahead of this weekend. So not the easiest game for them. So thanks very much to Barry O'Manny and Jack McKay for joining me discussing the adult club championships here in Cork. I'm now going to be joined by Rory Noonan and we're going to have a look at the Rebel Oak grades and specifically the minor competitions. So Rory, a bit of a hectic few weeks on the underage front as well in Cork. Group stages in play, similar format to, to the adult competitions, loads of matches, except obviously the second tier competitions as well in the underage so that everyone gets to play in the semi-final. Effectively, everyone gets guaranteed a fourth match after their group games. Some have a few more in the, the Premier 2 competitions and, and whatnot. You're up the walls trying to keep everything going. It's, a, it's been a busy few weeks and I suppose to give a scale to what you're saying there, I mean, we're now only into the start of September but between leagues and championships that are finished there's been 80 finals already in, in Cork. 80, 80, 80, 80 finals. Zero. So, well, so that'll give you an idea of the, of the scale of, of and the that's running all the way up from kind of under, under 12, 12 up to under 17. Under 18. So that'll give you an idea 80 finals already and we're not quite finished yet. We've a fair few more to go yet. So it's been a busy few weeks and it continues again this week. Um, we've had a lot of under-15 finals last week. There's some more this week. But I suppose the big one, really, that a lot of that's going to attract attention this week will start on Wednesday night with the Premier 1 semi-finals at Minor, which will see Douglas Clay Valley Rovers at half-six, and that'll be followed by the Bars against Mallow at 8 o'clock, both down to Mardyke. I think we'll have a fair crowd down there Wednesday night. Should be two great games. And Douglas are, Douglas are flying. I mean, they're, they, they, you know, they're, they're chasing. I mean, they've come out of the, the group stages in both again. They won the double last year. Obviously, a lot of the players are back. They had very strong under-16 team. All the way up, traditionally, they won the fail of double at under 15 last year, so a lot of those players now are available. So, geez, they're, they're right in the mix, you know, they, like they have a genuine chance of winning another double. It seems incredible to say it's not going to be easy, 
No, no, they're, they're in with a chance, and, and there's no point saying otherwise. When yeah. you're in two semi finals, you're yeah, in with a chance. And they topped like that, the group you know? in the football. Like, yeah. that was a tough group in football, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, the Bears was a very, very tough match. They came through that. They got probably a lucky goal, which kind of turned the match um, just before half time, turned it away from the Bears. Like, so that was never going to be an easy game. They came through that. Um, I suppose they will probably be slight favourites if you're, if to be honest, against against Valley Road. Yeah, well, Va- like, Valley should know, won very know, heavy defeat yeah, I saw on the morning against yeah, Mallow. Yeah, Obviously, they were missing yeah, players on yeah, the night yeah, because they came out of the group regardless. So that you know, that probably didn't reflect their ability. But they'll be big underdogs. Oh, so. they will. They probably like me. Douglas will be favourites that one. The other game is very very hard to call. I mean, the Bears, bar the Douglas defeat, have played very very well. Um, Mallow have probably been a team that maybe like a team at senior level have surprised a few people and, and have topped their group on, on that side so therefore and they're in the league final as well yeah, and so they're the league you know, that's playing and that, that, yeah. that, that they've been playing up in Ballincolling that in a few weeks so they're been going really well all this year so I think they c- they're going to put it up to the Bears my money is still on it Douglas Bears final though if you wanted me to put my pin to the collar on this yeah, one I, I think, think when the groups were made it, it probably looked like maybe the finalists w- 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 were in the, w- in the one group um, and you've Premier 2 football as well yeah, on so Friday night Premier 2 semi-finals on, on Friday night again there'll be two great games you'll have Glanmire against Aero Og followed by Bandon against Dunhamore I brought up the Mardike again same times again half 6, 8 o'clock um, and Dun- Dunhamore you, you don't see Dunhamore playing at the Premier 1 or 2 grades very often obviously because it's a smaller club a small area they wouldn't have the pick but I think Massey Barrett maybe has, has been involved yeah. in, in those teams all the way up yeah, along. A lot of good work with them, lot, to yeah. be fair. Like, you know, and they were in the league final last, last weekend. They lost to Glenmore in the league final. So, so that was the Premier 2 League Premier final. Premier 2 yeah, League so. final. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised to see them to again facing each other again in, in the actual championship final. You know, They're probably the two form teams, to be fair to them. Obviously, Aerogue are never easy to beat. No, and no otherwise. But Cork Dan minor midfielder yeah. Derek Lifford, a player Clifford, I've seen play yeah. a lot, very good, good player. So and Johnny Galvin, another very good player on the edge. But I think uh, the, the game team, so. probably last Saturday will stand to Glenmire Dunhamore just a week to have a good hard league final just before you play your championship semi final will probably stand to the two. Yeah, it's like an advantage, know. isn't it? Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. suppose with Dunhamore, their priority would be football, obviously, whereas Absolutely maybe like some that. of the other clubs, they're trying to yeah, tr- trying to split it up a bit more. And then in hurling, we have kind of a fascinating situation in minor. I suppose at the start of the season and it's you know the way the groups were drawn I suppose Atta and Yall would have been the underdogs in the two groups and as it turns out they, you know, they, they both ended up finishing bottom but the other six clubs there probably wasn't a whole lot between them of who would be no, the and it's been shown. I, sp- and I suppose if, if, if my colleagues that are involved in the gradings committee they'd probably turn around and say isn't the grade we got it so right when you see on, yeah. when you see teams finish all level like that in four points apiece you know so what happened there Rory was that in, in, the, in the, th- the two groups there were three clubs in each group who had two wins each who basically beat each other. Yeah. And so therefore, with the new score scoring difference not in play or the head-to-heads that weren't applicable, obviously, because yeah. of that, there's playoffs. Playoffs. So we have playoffs now. So what we did, we looked at it, and to be fair to the young fellas involved, because they're back just back at school and they're playing some football, we said, right, we put them back. So now inst- we're now going to September the 13th, Wednesday, September 13th, we're going to have two playoff matches up again up the Mardikes they're counting quarterfinals quarter effectively so though, effectively they're yeah. quarterfinals well, we're calling them quarterfinals rather than playoffs because I think you know that's what they are really they are no quarterfinals so we're going to see two two great uh, matches and it'll be interesting to see like it's Middleton against Ballon Colleague and in, in one of the games and Glen Rovers against Inniscar and the other so obviously Ballon Colleague beat Middleton and Inniscar beat the Glen so now are we going to see a reverse in the night or will they, will they get their and second win like, between you know? the teams you, you yeah. it's, it's impossible, impossible to call them possible to call them Middleton would have known to wear free with virtually the last puck of the game so you know, but I- even the whole scenario is fascinating because Barry O'Flynn, who was a standout cart miner this year, got two goals against Ballincollig yeah. last Wednesday night in the last few minutes when Ballincollig were kind of in control of the game all through and, that, that and saved Sars' season. Exactly. They were gone otherwise. You said, so. I mean, the Sars were gone yeah. if, he, if he didn't do that. Like, and, and you said, one was the last puck of the game. So, I mean, that was that tight. Yeah. And the same, you know, had, had Douglas beat the Glen uh, on last Wednesday night, the Glen were gone. 
So yeah. so I mean it was that tight all all, all And then the way the draw went, Rory, it just turned out that, that Sars and Douglas got drawn out of the hat and are also yeah. paired with each other. Yeah, so, so it was a bit of a complicated draw, but we got through it fast. So basically the first two names out were the were the quarter final, the third team that came out of the hat were going straight to the semi final. We then had to have another draw to decide who was the top seedings in each group, and that's how Sars are now playing Douglas. So Sars name came out as the top seed in their group and Douglas were not the top seed they came out as the second seed in their group so that's now how they've ended up playing oh, so each other so it was a separate draw for the seeding yeah. and that's the way it fell yeah. so that's how we had to yeah. we had to and sort I suppose a lot out. of people probably would have had those as the two teams yeah. favourites to win the group you know particularly Douglas have a couple of very good under 16 players I'd know well the O'Briens yeah. and Liam Keller who like you'd be Cork Miners next year so I would have fancied Douglas to win that group but now they have to take on Sars, so one of the two of them yeah, are going to And they played each other in the under-16 quarter semi-final last year, and Sars beat Douglas, and it was a humbling of a match. Which was upset at the time. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so it was a great game. Of, that was a great game of a hurling. Um, they only won by a couple of points, but it was literally, so will it be again? You know, Sars, you would say, are probably the f- slight favourites to win, I win the championship. The boxes, they've they've the they won 13, 14, yeah, so 14, 15, 16 counties. Yeah, in the so they're going to be the, 13, the, so. the favourites. Like, so Douglas will probably go into that one as, as slight underdogs, whereas they're going to, as you said, favourites in the football on, on this Wednesday night. And the Premier 2 competitions, there are more clubs in it, so they're a bit more complicated than the hurling. Yeah, there's the another round to go bigger. yet in that on Wednesday night. So it's really only after that you know where you stand with, with, with semi-finals, quarter-finals, etc. in, in, in the, the Premier 2. So Shandrum are probably... Looking likely to, they're, they're going to come out. Some they're some going to come out. Like it's big, big scorelines, haven't they? You know, they're kind of fairly safe at the moment. The rest, there's a lot to play for on Wednesday night. And with that, was it a case for Rebel Oak that the interest was there from clubs who wanted to play up Premier Two rather than play at the lower grades, or was it just looking across the grading and thinking that there were so many teams looked it's a combination too strong of both to play yeah. in the lower grades? Yeah, it's a combination of both, but there were there were teams. And in fairness, you have to say in, in credit to Ahead and Yall, they both wanted to play Premier One, even to mention them. Because, you know, no, they didn't do too well, but they did want to play up. And I suppose you give teams credit when they want to play up. Same in the Premier Two certain clubs wanted to play up and then you obviously so it's probably better for yeah. player oh development yeah, the higher absolutely. level you're playing the better player absolutely. you're going to have coming through to adult even if there isn't trophies going alongside that and for y'all and, and I had I suppose there's still a shield competition so there's there still a semi-final yeah, to come they're, they're so they're not out they're, they're not out yet to come yeah, there yet yeah. like so they've still got a, a, a cup in the competition to, to, to go for and we found over the years like where when these challenge cups came in first some people were kind of not laughing at the board saying are they worth anything go to some of the matches and you see what it means to those young fellas when they win those games it's up to teams to embrace yeah, that doesn't yeah. it and they have to be fair to them to be credited there's them, a like cup on, on offer I would yeah. obviously say you try and win that cup oh absolutely, like absolutely the yeah. second tier cup and uh, even stuff like that's been on over the last couple of weeks we've had under 15 division 5 division 4 you know there's been some great games in those in those competitions and, and any fella that's lifting a cup at the end of those matches is very very happy to do so and Rory, one last thing, I suppose, it's a talking point, and, and you don't, I know you don't have the answer, even though I'm going to ask you the question, but everyone's looking towards next year and wondering, will we revert back to under 18 for minor? Will it stay to under 17? That's all still up in the air. You know, from a Red Rogue point of view, y- you can't start setting competitions for next year because you don't know yet. Would that be the right thing to say? It's spot on. We, we can't. Um, we don't know. Um, but it's no secret and, um, that Rebel Oak want it to go to under 18 in Cork with decoupling. That's not a secret. So right. decoupling so means yeah. that you can't play, you can't play adult hurling yeah. if you're playing minor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So th- that's not a secret. That's what Rebel Oak would like. We've had three, four years where we haven't been able to have a proper structure between COVID, between the changes from Crow Park going to under 17, etc. And, and then the 15, 13 rather than what we used to be, the 12, 14, 16, 18 groups. So it's been a lot of kind of turbulence, I suppose, for want of a better word, over the last few years. We're hoping next year that all this will be sorted and we're hoping we go back to 12, 14, 16, 18. That's what Cork wants. I think that's what most of the clubs underage in Cork certainly want. We're awaiting um, some 
instruction from Crow Park as to what's going to happen before we can discuss it in Cork and that's due hopefully in the next few weeks and then I suppose there'll be a vote to try and get clubs to agree yeah. to de- decouple exactly, which yeah. will probably yeah. be the hard part won't it yeah. in that you know for the bigger clubs you're from Douglas I'm from Ballincollig it's probably fine but as you go down through through the smaller clubs they would find the thought of oh not, play, not playing absolutely. a star 17, 18 year old in their senior yeah. team who would come in and make a difference absolutely it is going to, to be difficult on, it? it's going to be very very difficult for, for clubs and there's no point in saying otherwise you know but I suppose long term we have to look at the long term picture and, and we think the only way it'll effectively work uh, would be decoupling and that's because with the round robins that yeah. have been brought in to give everyone more games yeah. it's like you mentioned about the challenge cup you can be cynical and say oh, there's too many cups been given out but the more meaningful games you have the, the more enjoyable yeah. it is for yeah. kids and then the better they'll develop and the better experience they'll have with, with GA full stop absolutely and they said just just as I said like you know we said 80 finals this year go back a season we had more than 6,000 games at Rebel Oak level between 12 and 18 last year across Cork so that's the scale of matches we have in Cork like you know yeah, so so that's Cork is a province yeah. that's it's huge make no bones about it when you're trying to coordinate yeah. all those different things and um, we'll look best of luck with the, the games over the coming weeks I'll certainly be there watching some of them and hopefully enjoying some of them if Balancholic can pick up a few trophies along the way uh, it's been a very very entertaining season so far and a bit of good weather now will we'll help uh, thanks to everyone for listening this has been the Echo Sport podcast in association with our friends from O'Sullivan Butters DIY you can find us every Tuesday on echolive.ie forward slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast The Echo Sport Podcast, in association with O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. Kitchens, wardrobes, stores and floors, we supply to your design. Visit osbgroup.ie, our in-branch at Holly Hill and Toker.